0: Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokémon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and as always, I'm joined by Quinn. Howdy. Is that because you're being routed through Texas today? Yes, it seems to have rubbed off. Interesting. Howdy, I'm the Sheriff of Rowdy. The current score is 21-22 Pokémon, and this time we're discussing the 42nd episode's A Golden Rod Opportunity, and Digimon World Tour Part 3, Revenge of the Sith. We recommend watching the episodes before you listen any further, but you do you. And a big thank you, of course, to our patrons for supporting the show. If you want to join them, you'll get early access to the uncut versions of every episode, a week ahead of the edited versions. So let's start off with a Goldenrod opportunity. The new intro song is trash. It really is. And also, so was kind of this episode. Pretty much, yeah. That new intro, if you can even call it new. It's just the old one, but they made it bad. But now with more Born to be a Winner, which is really ironic given that this is the first episode. And Ash loses dramatically. He just gets stomped by Miltank. Yeah, yeah. Ash got curb stomped. Absolutely destroyed. Ash got bodied is the words I used. That's valid. Also, we spent, like, two-thirds of the episode just kind of wandering around, and it wasn't all that interesting. I did like Team Rocket, though. I think I have liked Team Rocket in every episode. That's because Team Rocket are the only likable thing in the show. Sometimes, yeah. Only consistently likable thing in the show. I will say, my favorite line in the entire episode was, uh, Ash is like, we didn't come here to eat burgers and meet girls. And Misty goes, yeah, we're so lucky. uh, God, I felt that. I really want a burger, but I don't have any, so that's the problem I'm going to have to address later tonight. You have the burger, because I'm a vegetarian, and I'll go meet girls. You can go have the girls, as long as they're meat-free. No comment. My initial reaction in this episode, though, was that I wanted to die. Just just literally, I wanted to die. So bad. They get to Goldenrod. The narrator's just like, well, it's been a long time coming, but Ash and his friends have finally reached the next crucial stop on the road to Johto, and the gym's closed. Also, aren't they in Johto? You're right, he's just straight up wrong. Yeah, like I mean he means the Johto Championship, but they keep just saying the road to Johto, and it's like, no, you're you got there. Victory Road was pretty much the road to Johto. They go through the whole thing of Ash being like, I'm focused and determined and the gym's closed. So half this episode is gonna be wasted. We hope you as a viewer don't resent us for that. I'm so mad. I no longer remember why were they going to the Galleria thingy? I don't even know what a Galleria is, but they were going there to do stuff. I'm glad I'm not the only one who doesn't remember a really uh, unimportant plot point that somehow took most of the episode. The whole first half of the episode is just pointless. It's only worthwhile because you get Team Rocket eating free samples and then just taking on minimum wage jobs to make up for it because they weren't free. I really liked their version of their, their evil speech this week, eating free samples at the speed of light. What is it? We like food more than we like to fight. Yes, we li- we like free food more than we like to fight. It's so true. God, that they are just millennials. I mean, James straight up says food is more delicious when it's free and that is just accurate. But yeah, then the gym leader's clefairy just wanders into the supermarket by themselves. As you do, as you do. Remind me, you were a Clefairy, weren't you? Yes, yes I was. Do you relate to this Clefairy at all? I do find myself wandering into supermarkets on a fairly regular basis, but, you know, like, usually to buy groceries. She just wanders off? It'd be that way sometimes. Whitney, Whitney as a gym leader, is just straight up bad. Yeah, she's just kind of garbage as, like, a trainer. She is. She gets carried by a mill tank the entire time. Yeah, her Clefairy kind of sucks. Just the Clefairy comes out and uses metronome. Using the power of his middle fingers. Gives Ash the middle finger and then starts jumping up and down in an imitation of Splash. It's so good. It's so good. But yeah, they they decided to just hand Ash the first round so that it didn't make him look like a total loser. And the second round as well. He's a total loser. It's both rounds. arena didn't do much. Oh, I forgot Arena even happened. I know. Ash's strategy of use flamethrower and then use flamethrower works far too well. That does solve most problems. It doesn't solve Miltank. I do love that when Miltank comes out, though, Ash just goes, holy cow! I'm not gonna lie, I didn't hear any of that joke. Oh, you missed the holy cow! That was the whole line, and it's all you need. So yeah, I don't have anything else about Pokemon. This episode was not good. I literally wrote down Whitney in my notes, just so like I didn't forget her name. Whitney, who just gets lost, and that's the thing. It's a very fitting name for just the most, like, boring woman. Pokemon finally did it. They found a girl I didn't like. And <laughs> it's a gym leader. That's so sad. She she doesn't know her way around. Look, she must have been born after 1993 because all she knows is charge of a phone, eat hot chip, and lie. Don't get the reference if it is one. It was a meme. Don't worry about it. My life is a meme. God same. but Whitney just sucks. yeah, like she was fine when she was just like filler character, but then when she became gym leader character, it's just disappointing. plus like the the mill tank battle just is like, oh yeah, by the way, when my mill tank uses this one attack, uh it's just invincible. Just throwing that out there. Is that not accurate to the game though? I think the mill tank is just the wall that you have to get past. Cause it just does rollout like it does in the episodes. Just does rollout and stumps your team. I mean valid. It's a good strategy, well that's good. It works amazing. I mean, how are you supposed to beat it when Miltank's playing Beyblade and you're playing Pokemon? Mm-hmm. A whole other level. But was this episode filler or not filler? I'm going to go with yes, because Ash loses, so nothing was accomplished. Yes. I mean, so technically they got to Goldenrod City, and that is the only non-filler part of the episode. And that's accomplished next episode, too. I mean, battling the gym leader and discovering that her tactic is just, I have a cow. Is just a waffle stamp. you. I mean, cows are good, though. Kind of. Maybe Ash and I will get his own cow out of the, the Pokemon lab. Just bring Tauros back. Oh, yeah, that would actually be a, a pretty good fight. They kind have a cow off. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that, but they should. I'd love that, but it's not going to happen. But I, I'd still say that this is not filler. I mean, I guess I'll take your word for it. It was a gym leader fight, so it shouldn't be filler. It just was. I mean, they still had an important battle, even if the result was Ash sucks. So I'm, I'm going to skip it. Plus we found out about this train line that's going to be ready in a year's time, which is totally going to be important when we never return to Goldenrod. Yep. Anyway, my overall thoughts were that I hate everything. Uh, I do have the note that I kind of wish I lived in Goldenrod because it looks like a cool place. Goldenrod's cool. Everything else is not, except for Miltank and Team Rocket. You know an episode is bad when Team Rocket doesn't even attack. Everything they do with like the switcheroo on the minecart and stuff is fun. Oh, right. I forgot any of that even happened. God, this was the worst episode. But the chase is amazing, and it brings us the line, can't get rid of that twerp, only if we run away. And then they run away, and that's the whole thing. I really appreciated that they could only power the minecart at at a walking pace. I know, this it's just some gag comedy. No, until you said that, I thought D only involvement in the episode was that they ate the free food and then had to work. And honestly, that would have been better, I think, just to have an episode where, yep, they were also existing. I loved the chase. It was a good chase. And they just let Clefairy go so they could grab Pikachu instead. I mean, they did trade up, and I say that as a Clefairy. Okay, I think we've covered everything. This episode was bad, and if Ash doesn't win in the next episode, I will hurt somebody. Yeah, if he has to go off on a three-episode training montage, I'm going to be really annoyed. Pokemon World Taurak. Oh, no. The next episode title is A Dairy Tale Ending, so he, he must win. Thank goodness. A Dairy Tale Ending. It's actually an above-average Pokepun. It is. It's a pretty good pun by Poké standards. Let's move on to Digimon World Tour, Part 3, Electric Boogaloo. I don't think that works again. I know it doesn't work. That's the whole joke. Okay. So yeah, so this, this one, better than last time. It is, because it has Joe saying, Viva la France! In the recap. That's most of the good stuff I took from this. I know I've said this the last several episodes, but Rose is adorable and I love her. She's cute. I don't think she herself is that amazing. It's more the conflicts between her and mom that I find really fun to watch, because there's just so much aggression between them. There is. It's so good. I wish she were coming back. They just... Absolutely hate each other. <laughs> Straight from the offset. Right. Well, and it's it's all just Wormmon is extremely gay for Ken. He's not gay for Ken. He totally is. He's just, he's very possessive. He's jealous of Rosa getting attention. We're going to have to agree to disagree. I don't think a Digimon can be gay for a human. Mm, not according to all the fanfics. Okay, if you can find me a Ken... Slash Wormmon fanfic. A Ken slash Wormmon? I think that's an entire genre. Then send me an example. Alright then. You know what? We want to do more fun segments. Find me an example and we'll read it out. Uh, So to my surprise... There are only five of these fix on AR3, but I am sending you the search page for all of them. (laughs) My favorite one's uh, entire description is The Digitest and Make New Discoveries of the all-caps SEXI kind! Three exclamation points. Which one's this? Oh yeah. It's called New Discoveries. It is apparently not something I'm going to actually read. Yeah, that's not something we're gonna read out. But anyway, I thought you should know about this, uh the the description. Okay, so we need to pick one of these to read. I'm gonna go with the the he wormed his way into his heart because it's only two hundred and fifty words. Oh, but there's butterflies on the playground. Why can a worm get married on the playground at school? That is also really cute, and I'm into it. But I figure if we're gonna read one out, it, the one that's only 250 words might be better. Do you want to do the the vocal adaptation, or should I? <laughs> I can do it if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Worm by Orphan Account. Ken was sitting on the couch with his beloved partner, Wormmon, and normally they waited till late at night to have sex, but today was special because his parents were out of the house, so he had the whole house to himself, and he could try out any sexual positions he wanted with his partner, and they could scream as loud as they want. Ken didn't care if he scared the neighbors. He wanted that worm... Pikachu! Okay, you know what? We're not doing this anymore. (laughs) I don't think we're doing this on the Moncast. Okay. (laughs) I did not expect this to just be an explicit random... Okay, by the way, they're having sex story. Okay, let's just skip to the end. They had all night to make love and pleasure each other. Ken pulled Wormmon close and kissed him as they French kissed. (laughs) So they were were double kissing. Ken says, I love you too, Wormmon. They were partners. Oh my god, and they were partners. (laughs) Of the sexual kind. Somebody wrote this. Someone wrote this. I hope they are proud of their achievements. Someone looked at this and thought, yes, this needs to be published. Okay, you, you <laughs> prove that it's an actual thing. Someone wants this. There's this is the whole thing as well where Ken knows Spanish. Yeah, I feel like that's believable. I mean, being super smart doesn't mean you know every language on the planet. That's true, but I mean, I think they even said he knew a bunch of languages before. It's, it's probably come up as like a fan thing in a news segment, maybe. So like, wow, Ken's so smart. But apart from that, I can't think of other times where Ken's just known things. This part in Mexico, not that interesting, to be honest. Like, they had good characterization, and I liked Wormon being afraid of the dark. But otherwise, not that interesting. I really hate Spanish Jedi. Jose. Jose. That was it. He's straight up evil when he appears. He's got the evil look on his face. He's the one from Tri. He must be, because he's just such a, a racist caricature. He really, like, oh god, I, I hate it. I hate it. Why did he do karate as a distraction? I don't know. It doesn't- Go away, Jose. That's my stance. There's no explanation of how he then got away from the soldiers to get into the ruins. He, he gathered all of them around him, and that was all he needed to do. They They walked in. They were so distracted by his karate that they just stopped paying attention to him. Yeah. Because that makes perfect logical sense. Guards are not good at their job. I think that's a bit of a stereotype. Then so is Jose. So (laughs) it balances out. The only other good line to come from the Mexico bit is just Ken going, he called me a punk. (laughs) I love that line forever. It's so good. I love that. Just Every once in a while, Digimon will have a joke that's... Not even supposed to be a joke, but it's just really funny. And I suppose the bits, like, with the Digimon and the scheming to get Minotaurmon and whatever they're called out of the ruins was interesting enough but there were so many digivolutions after it where even gotsumon the random partner digimon got a full digivolution sequence well and it's it's the it's the sequence from the spanish dub which is great i mean that's interesting but they haven't done that for any other side Digidestined. so yeah the the bit in mexico is at this point pretty standard it's not really different than anything we've done the last few episodes and once again, everyone just kind of speaks English and or Japanese. And then they go to Russia. I enjoy the bit in Russia. It's alright. It's the only time we actually acknowledge that there's a language barrier, which is helpful. Yeah, th- like, but well, I kind of wish they'd either chosen to do it everywhere or nowhere, just for consistency's sake. But instead, they're just like, no, specifically Russia does not speak English-Japanese. So, they say, what is it, borscht? Yeah, yeah, caviar is attack. Uh, I think Borscht is to go left, and I'm trying to remember what the started with a P. I think Pertuska. I-, I don't know. I don't think that was it. I didn't write it down. And then they're they're so excited because they're going to go to dinner after with Yuri, and then they cry when there's no Yuri anymore, just like me. I forget is Yuri the lesbians or the the Yuri is lesbians? Yes. I wonder what Russian for gay is. I don't know, but I, I have Google Translate. Apparently, it's pronounced exactly the same. No, it's pronounced ye. Fair enough. It's literally ye, ye. I like it. I also like the way that Google Translate just says gay in such an aggressive manner. Oh, and lesbian, lesbianka, gay, ye. <laughs> I love that. Are you ye? I am indeed ye. Ye. It's like a celebration. LGBT ye. L ye b t. Okay, so anyway, moving on to uh, to the rest of the episode. Yeah, there sure were a lot of insect Digimon in Russia. Way more than anybody else really had to deal with. And also, just the weirdest fourth wall breaking thing is Yoli yelling into the air, how come the other kids didn't have to deal with this? With the language issue? And it's like, how do you know that? It's just such a call-out. It's so good, I love it. Uh Yoli is good. Sora is fine. Sora is also there. Honestly, they should have paired her with Mimi so she could be gayer. What if they just did, like, Sora, Ty and Matt, oh, let's do it. God, they should have stuck them on a team together and just really made them be awkward. It'd be so awkward. You would totally end up with Ty and Matt competing to be the best. Well, they're born to be a winner. Born to be the very best. Born to be a wiener. Honestly, that's the entire song. You've heard the entire theme song now. Yeah. Digimon was just... It was just the same as the last two weeks. Yeah, I remember enjoying it a lot more as a kid. It's not as good when you watch them a week apart. Yeah, I really think we'd probably like these more if we'd done the one long episode thing. Yeah, that, that just doesn't match the format we've been doing. So it's too much hassle. No, no, I'm not, I'm not sorry we didn't. But yeah, it definitely points out that as like the only multi-part episode they've ever really done... It's not that great. It really isn't. Like, it's just the same thing six times over. Give me some weird tie ends up in the real world and doesn't know how and just kind of has to deal with it. God Adventure Episode 20 was great. The Dark Spires don't really do anything. No, and most of them have already been destroyed by the time they get there. Yeah, there aren't any Digimon to restrict the Digivolutions of, so that they're virtually just there. Yeah, it's really just you need to win... A fight against a bunch of, like, adult-level Digimon, which is really easy at this point. Yeah, and they teleport them back, and you're golden. But I think the scariest thing in this is that we get a shot of Catherine with TK's granddad on Christmas Eve. That's really not okay. They literally met yesterday. Yikes. Hours ago. Hadn't thought about that. Why would you have a secret Christmas dinner with a stranger's granddad? Also, granddad did not go home to grandma. I know he just stayed in the Palace of Versailles or whatever it was. I don't think he's allowed to just do that. I don't think he's allowed to cheat on Grandma with a young girl. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to ignore the Roman Polanski vibes, but uh, it'd be that way sometimes. It's worth pointing out that they did not think that through. No, no, it's definitely not good. It's real bad. Also, it's the 1st of March now. So the whole Christmas spirit vibe isn't quite there anymore. And it does just point out that when these episodes aren't aired as a big chunk, it does just ruin them, which is sad because I enjoy it when it's like the whole thing all in one. You can just laugh at it all. Yeah, exactly. When it's like spaced out. So you're like, oh, well, that's three weeks of podcast recordings done about some of the most boring episodes. I think the next few episodes get pretty good, but uh, it's been a while. I should hope so. We've only got eight episodes left. Can we declare that to just not be a winner this week? No, we do have to make a decision. First, was this episode filler or not filler? I'm going to go with not filler. We did resolve the arc. Kind of. Look, we got a Christmas Eve montage, as creepy as it kind of turned out to be by accident. Yeah, uh, fine. I'm still saying, standing by the middle one being filler. Because this could have just been two episodes. Also, I-, I need a gif of Wormod just blushing and being super, super adorable. I don't. Not after the fanfics we've just seen. But I meant because Rosa said he's amazing. That was very cute. No, Rosa said Stingmon was amazing. Stingmon is amazing, that's right. Wormod sucks, though. I mean, I mean, calling him fish bait is not wrong. Really, this episode just had a few cute moments. And Joe saying, Viva la France! But apart from that, it was just very okay. And even the cute Russian part was weirdly heteronormative. It's better than Ken and Wim on having sex. Now it's time for Mono A e Mono, where we attempt to compare these episodes by arguing with each other over trivial things. So, who were our monsters of the week? I guess Miltank? Yeah, Miltank was pretty awesome. It was the only standout at all. I mean, my standout monster of the week was Jose. Right, yeah, we can definitely give it to Jose. Or, apparently, Grandpa. Ooh, that's a close call. Racist caricature or implied pedophilia. Which is worse? You know what, they're all monsters. It's fine. So, Miltank, yeah. Yeah, Miltank. Miltank was awesome. I liked the rollout. And just bodying Ash's team was cool. I like it when Ash loses. To an extent. It doesn't happen often enough, As I think my point. It only happens against gym leaders. I only like that he loses because he loses in such spectacular fashion. Yeah, that's true too. But I I really do think it would be nice if just, like, he met a random trainer on his way to, you know, the next eight-part thing between towns and just gets stomped and just has to deal with it. There's no rematch. You just lost. Which protagonist was worse? Astro or Davis? Well, Davis wasn't in this, so I think that makes him better. He showed up like right at the end for a little bit, and Davis laughs when Sora and Yoli are crying over the fact that they haven't had any lunch, and that's just the lack of empathy. Yeah, he is really mean to them. Although Ash also distinctly lacks some empathy. We can't even stop for lunch before we go to a gym battle. You don't think maybe Pikachu wants some lunch before you go get raffle stopped? I mean, that's the kind of focus and drive I wanted to see for the past 17 episodes of Philobel. So I'm not gonna- I'm not gonna call him out for that. Alright, so Davis it is. He's mostly not there, which is good. He fits a lot of terrible into those, like, 30 seconds. Really does. Who are our favorite humans? I know yours was almost certainly Rosa. Yeah, Rosa. Rosa, easily. I liked Ken the punk. They had a nice dynamic. Rosa should just join the team. Eh, that might be a stretch. She would have to emigrate to Japan. I mean, you're not wrong. She did try to get Ken to move to Mexico. Yeah, but Ken's a bit older and he already knows a bit of Spanish. That's true, that's true. It kind of works out. Although, like, canonically, she's just speaking Japanese to them. Is she? Yeah, like, if you if you watch the dub, she's she's able to speak. I guess that does make sense. She's speaking Japanese and then switches to Spanish when she's insulting Worm Mom. I mean, as one does. Spanish is a very good language for insulting people. It is such a power move. I love to insult people in languages they don't understand, because that's doubly insulting. So, which storyline did we prefer? I... Guess Digimon? but <laughs> Like, yes, it was predictable, but it wasn't just we're wandering around a town for an hour. And then there's a gym battle. Oh yeah, by the way, did I not mention I'm the gym leader? How often have they pulled that? I don't think they've really done that before. Not that I can remember. They kind of did that with Misty, except she wasn't really the gym leader. She was more like the ginger leader. <laughs> My heart wasn't in that one. I mean, they're both just kind of recycled storylines from past episodes, so they're on par. And I guess Digimon was slightly more interesting. It's a tough call, because I really would be okay if we just didn't let either of them win this week. If we have to pick a winner. If we have to pick, then I'm going to give it to Digimon. But if we have to pick, then I want to give it to Pokemon. (laughs) So this is a problem, because we both know that both these episodes are bad. That's true, that's true. I tell you what, let's give it to Matt for actually wearing decent clothes this week. But Ash did the gym bowl. (laughs) Yeah, but he, he sucked. He got stomped, embarrassingly. It got stomped after two victories. Doesn't matter. But Digimon's just so racist. That's true. I mean, I wish it wasn't true, but the Digimon World Tour arc isn't fun to watch. Without the nostalgia goggles, it just falls apart. It's straight up just not good. And it, it makes me sad that it's not good, because I wanted it to be good. Also, I liked Ken's outfit. wasn't bad. Very Indiana Jones. Why do you keep just trying to go, but Digimon has good outfits? Give it the point. I mean, I'm not at this point. I'm just saying, by the way, Ken had a decent outfit. You can give the point to Pokemon. I have very little investment in this score. I didn't even pick most of these. I feel like no matter which one I give the point. Um, we've both lost this week. Well, give, give the point to Pokemon. It's fine. I liked Team Rocket so much in Pokemon. That's fair. That's fair. And also, I'm able to overrule you anyway, because you're, you're not very assertive being a fairy type. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I try, to, I try to attack, and then I just end up doing Splash. But it was nice of Ash to just let you do that as a Clefairy. Just stand there and watch while you wave your arms around. didn't even feel the need to attack. That does make the score 22-20 to Pokemon. Can we have some good episodes, please? Please! <laughs> Next time we'll be discussing the 43rd episodes, A Dairy Tale Ending, and Invasion of the Daemon Core. If you want to talk about today's episodes you can reach us on Twitter, via email and in the Moncast Discord, and you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut, and also help us reach that goal where we get to cover the awful Pokemon CGI remake and Digimon the movie, both of which we want to do. Mm Mm-hmm. It's your fault we're not doing them. Of course, a big thank you, though, to Quinn for joining me today. Where can the people find you? You can find me on the Twitters, at RealYubico. Awesome. All the links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, bye-bye. Bye! Gotta be a winner. <laughs> let's us. do it. I wanna be the very best, like no one ever won. No one ever won. The catch is my real test. The trainer my cause. D- the internet is bad. Oh, this is why you you download it and don't no, watch it. It's it was streaming. It was you saying words that was bad. Ah, oh. yes. You should download my half of the conversation ahead of time. That would be helpful. I think that involves <laughs> buying you a plane ticket, though. I mean, if you can afford it, I wouldn't object. You don't want to come to Nebraska. Nebraska sucks. But maybe after I move. How could it suck when it has bra in the name? <laughs> well, it doesn't, but also... <laughs> okay. Wait, maybe... how do you spell Nebraska? <laughs> well, you have to move the letters around to make it have that. They're not in a row, spell- is I guess my point. Oh, the Pronunciation. Yes. So my joke was right. Yeah, your joke wasn't totally wrong. Don't attack my confidence, please. (sighs) That's a big (laughs) ask. It's a very small target, though. So it shouldn't be too hard to avoid attacking it. (laughs) Oof. Oof. He showed up, like, right at the end for a little bit, and then he calls it embarrassing when Yoli and Sora laugh. Not laugh. When... Yo'ra Yora and Soli. <laughs> wow, I'm I'm doing well.